to the Bible Unmasked. We are in season two, episode six, and we are so happy that you've come to join us again as we are diving into the Bible. And uh, my name is Elizabeth Thompson. Thomas. And Thomas. I'm Dexter Thomas. <laughs> Thompson. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> That's where I guess nerves come in or something. <laughs> Anyways, we are so happy you are here with us again today, and we have some guests with us as well, and we want to introduce them to you. We have Fred and Gertrude. We're so happy. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for inviting us, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so I we're still fairly new in this season, too. Um, Dexter, what can you tell me? What's the difference between now season two how are we studying the bible so we are studying the bible through themes and by themes i mean we're taking one central idea and running it through that book so it's like i said in a few episodes back it's like a treasure hunt mm -hmm. we're trying to see where does this idea pop up right. right and it's it's what it's done for me it's made the, my bible reading very very inspiring the bible for me now is like a must read especially when i read it through themes uh, um, so to, today, this episode, we are doing growing your grit through grunt work through the book of Joshua. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna flesh this thing out with Ella, Tony, and Sister Gertrude. Excellent. Good. I'm looking forward to this, hearing some more stories. And so I think we are ready to We're go. Ready. We're going to have prayer first to begin with, and then we will get right into our scriptures. So you want to get your Bible out and our questions are coming up. So let's bow our heads for prayer. Father in heaven, we are so glad for your word that you have given us inspiration where we can learn and where we can grow in our walk with you. We ask and invite you now to be with us as we um, discuss the book of Joshua and as we share our own personal stories. May you bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So again, Joshua is the successor to Moses. Joshua's generation is probably the most faithful generation in any generation in scripture. Um, they lived in peace. They hardly messed up. You didn't see them sinning and worshiping idols and so on. Um, so, so the book deals with them going to conquer what God had promised them. And you, you, one of the big lessons and takeaway is even if God promised you something, a lot of times you have to work your tail off to get it. Um, one author said that Joshua worked as if everything was dependent on him, but he prayed as if everything was dependent on God. And that's how you want to go after the promises God has given you. So this evening, I, I, I invited what, what a lot of people at Plantation say is the man with two first names, Fred <laughs> <laughs> and his amazing wife, um, Sister Gertrude. Why did I ask these individuals to join us? And why did I? So I, I try to find people who could speak to the theme of the book we are studying. So we're not just random. These, these, these individuals have had some amazing experiences um, from their careers in Haiti, coming to transition to the States. Um, um, Gertrude, um, they, just, they just started a project where they're building a health center in a village that was almost totally annihilated 
by the last earthquake. Um, so who better to talk about growing your grit through grunt work? And by grit, I'm referring to perseverance, persistence, um, you can't stop me kind of attitude. And that's what we have in the book of Joshua. So I'm reading the book and I'm asking, where do I see strategies, insights, and tips for becoming more gritty? Mm. And, and I think um, um, Ella, Ella Fred and Sister Gertrude is going to bless us with some insights. No pressure, guys. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's be ready. Okay, good. I'm glad you explained more. Okay, let's get to... Um, the book of Joshua, and we're going to look at chapter one, verse two. And this is, um, God is speaking to Joshua here. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites across the Jordan river into the land I am giving them. So here is the question. Um, and we're getting the tip here that we, it's, we need a kick in the pants to get going. <laughs> so who keeps you accountable and how? Wow, good question. And, and here's the backdrop again, which is, I mean, why did God have to tell Joshua, dude, get going? Mm -hmm. Joshua should know that. Why does God have to tell him Moses is dead? Right. Right. You see what happened living in Moses' shadow. You think about it. This is the, this is the, this is the, this is the cat that threw his rod down and the Red Sea was parted, right? And they walked on dry land. This is the guy who got the commandments as he, he saw the back parts of Yahweh. And Joshua has to replace him. Joshua is almost frozen. He's almost paralyzed with, with fear, with insecurities. And God had to give him a kick in the pants. God had to be like, man, get going. You have to lead these people. And all of us, all of us, now, now, um, Elder Tony and Sister Gertrude, you guys jump in at any time. Don't wait for me to invite you. Just be rude and jump in, <laughs> jump in at any time because I'll just keep going until you stop me. So, so God specifically said to him, you know, get going. And all of us need, in, in terms of you having grit, you being um, persistent, all of us need people that could hold us accountable, that would say to us, hey, what's happening with your project? How are you growing in this area? Generally, if we don't have people checking on us, if we don't have people dependent on us, it's easy. It's easy just to fall into complacency. And, and Joshua, even though as a youth, he was a little, he had some hot-headedness in him a little bit. But Joshua, as you can tell, was more the laid back in the shadow kind of guy. He really enjoyed being Moses on the study. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed it. And he saw things with Moses that almost nobody else saw. He was on the mountain when you he know, did oh, Sister Gertrude. I was going to say, for me, you know, for many years, I did not have any friends. Really. I did, I'm not a person with, with, with friends that, that, that trust friends. And it happened one time in, in a few years back, I, have going, I was going through something very, very, very difficult. And I realized I could not handle it in, on my own. Mm -hmm. So I prayed. I ask God, please help me. Send somebody in my life that can help me deal with my problems. Right. And he did. He didn't send me a woman because I did not have a prayer partner before. And he sent me that person that became my prayer partner. Wow. And this person was available almost 24 hours. Oh, wow. I would be at work, discouraged. I sent a text and said, go in your car. We'll pray about it. Wow. One in the morning. 
it's hard for me, I cannot sleep. I sent a text, call me Gertrude, let's pray. For now I said this person, she, she became like, not only my prayer partner, but that person that keep me going. If I'm going to, going to do a mistake, something I, I, I don't know what to do. First, she will not judge me. She will not judge me. She will ask me, let's see what the Bible says about this. Wow. Let's see how God will handle this. Wow. And now <laughs> we've been praying together for almost four years. Wow. Almost every day. Almost every day. And then we speak about everything. And I understand that God doesn't want us to be alone. Exactly. I was alone. I was alone. My only friend was Fred. And, and I don't think it's okay for your only friend to be your, your husband. That's exactly. Me. I think that woman that came in my life, it was a blessing. Wow. A blessing because if there is anything, anything I can call her and we can discuss. And like I said, the good thing, I'm not judged. I'm not being judged. Mm -hmm. With the Bible on hand, with the Bible, we'll go to verses and discuss it. No, no. That's what no. keeps me up on to. Wow, I love that. Sister Gertrude, I need some more juice though. Um, <laughs> how, did, how did you guys, I mean, did she just come up to you and you decided for somebody who didn't share with anybody, for somebody who, you know, how did, how did she break in? How did you guys actually connect? Give, give me that experience. Yeah. This is somebody that we were friends before. We are friends because we have children almost the same age. We speak, we talk, but we never shared anything personal, really deep, really deep. So when I pray about it, I was pray about, I don't know, maybe two, three weeks, I was praying, Father, I need somebody, I need somebody, I need help. And this person was going to something hard too, and I did not know. So she showed up at my house and said, Gertrude, uh, uh, can, you, can you watch my daughter for me? I said, no problem. And, and, and then, I look at her and said, you know, I, I'm going to something very difficult. And she said, me too. Wow. And, and this is how it started. And imagine what was amazing. We prayed for about two months, two months without sharing what was going on. Oh. And then little by little, we start talking about this. This is my problem. This is my issue. And we have realized we have the same issue, the same problem. Wow. <laughs> And I believe that was God. God sent that person wow, in my wow. life. You know, and, and we still pray together until today. You know, some, somebody said when the students are ready, the teachers appear. And, <laughs> and it's in this situation, you were ready. You, you were ready to be vulnerable. You were ready to take a risk. And, and I, I really like what you just said. I love what you just said. We were not meant, we were created for community. We were formed for friendship and family. God did not... Um, look, the Lone Ranger, remember that, that old movie? The Lone Ranger is not God's favorite character. You know, he loves us in community. Question two, Miss Liz. This thing is getting sweet already. Yes, I like it. Good. Okay, let's go on to Joshua 1 verse 8. And God is still speaking here. And God says, study this book of instruction continually. Or in other versions, like study the book of law. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do and this sorry, <laughs> sorry. so um so here we get the tip of finding ways to stay daily encouraged so what do you do daily to feed your courage yeah that's a good one <laughs> actually i was talking to my husband about this question this morning 
And we laugh about it because I was not a morning, I have to say that I'm a morning person now, but I was not a morning person. I remember when we got married. You're speaking to Elizabeth. You're speaking to Elizabeth right now. Don't, don't make her feel guilty. Fred <laughs> woke up very early. It was 10 in the morning. I was still in bed and he was waiting to have breakfast. <laughs> but... <laughs> Fred, Fred, I want you to know I love you. <laughs> and I did not know. No, that was me. I could not wake up early in the morning to do anything. So my prayer would be after I wake up. I have a friend in Canada, a good friend of both of us. A couple of years back, maybe five years ago, six years ago, he told me, and I was telling him, I can't wake up to pray in the morning. It's very difficult for me. And he said, why did you ask God to wake you up? Right. And I did. One time I went to bed, I said, Father, I can't wake up. I would like to spend time with you in the morning, but I can't wake up. Wake me up. And Elizabeth, I've been now, I am a morning person. In the morning, I start my day, I start with my personal devotion because I did my personal time without friends, without the kids. Right. I'm, actually, I'm reading Second Chronicles right now because I sometimes I take a lot of time. I can go back it's in some verses to read them two, three times. I take my time. Then I have the women on the prayer line, the, the kingdom women. We have wow. prayer. We have the prayer in the morning every at six a.m. every morning for about an hour, wow. and it's wow. a very, very, very. Those yeah. women, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, you know, if... they encourage each other. The way we speak, it's like without. I need that. I need that. It's like that's what I need in the morning to start my day. Wow. And then I have friends. <laughs> then, Fred, then Fred, then Fred, the, 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 the 10 o'clock breakfast man, waking for breakfast at 10 o'clock. You, you know, the, the, if we ended this session right now, I would be leaving with hope for my, for my late morning wife. <laughs> but, but, you know, one of the, the big takeaways for me from, from this, this 1-8 is you, you have to be intentional about keeping your spirit encouraged. Because in verse 9, God specifically said to him, be strong and yes. be encouraged, be of good courage, right? That's a command. Yes. That's yes. a command. You could choose to be weak. You could choose to be, but God is like, look, you make a decision that courage is going to be your way of life. Right. That's yeah. a decision you have to make. And, and, you know, it's like Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now notice it did not say faith comes by having heard. Uh, hearing is a continuous presence. So, so you have to continuously find ways to water your heart, water your soul. And, and, and Sister Gertrude, you, you nailed it. Because listen, listen, it's so easy to drift away. It's so easy to get discouraged. There's so much bad news around us. And the reason I love studying the Bible and themes for, for so much of my Christian life, the Bible has been a dull experience. And I'm talking about my own personal reading, not when I have to preach from it or do a, a teaching or, or, or do a Bible study. On my own personal reading, it used to be dry. And once I discovered, wait, I could actually have a theme and this is going to be, it's, it's the most fun I've ever had in the Bible. And it's, it's the most excited 
I have been about Bible studies because I, I, in the middle of the day, sometimes I'm breaking open the book. I'm looking for where's that theme? Where can I find another pointer for growing my grit? So clearly when you feed and water your heart daily, it's an amazing way of continuously staying strong in face of difficulties and trials. Actually, Dexter, uh, um, this verse, there's something interesting in this verse that uh, uh, talked to me in terms of being encouraged to keep going. You know, first of all, you need to know the promise of the Lord. Second of all, you need to claim them. Hallelujah. And third, you need to look in the past to see what the Lord has done in the past. Come on. This is why you this is why you can claim them, you know? And I think that I see all of that because um, um, Joshua is invited, go back to the book. To be prosperous, you need to go back to the book. You discover the promise and you can claim it. And look back what God has done, where God took you people to bring you here and the same God that you will discover in the book, you can claim the promise that he has made. Wow. He will take you through all the way to the end. It's not in the surrounding of Canaan. He promised to take you into, he will take you into because he has done things in the past. Wow. This is all personally I see. It. I try to tell myself what God says, I want to claim that promise and look back at all my blessings. The same God that did X, Y, Z in the past is the same God. He can do ABC today and tomorrow. Amen. I like what you're saying there. Um, I was just reading something last night from an author, Renee Swab, and she was saying, you know, she's wrote a book about being a confident mom. And she said, you know, everything I needed to know as a mom, I would learn as a child of God. Wow. Um, wow. You know, everything I needed to, to learn about being a wife, I learned as a child of God. Wow. Or, you know, you could take that in any way. So right, because yes. God first mothered her. Mm -hmm. So she got an example from how he was a parent to her. Right. And God husband her also. Mm -hmm. So she got an, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, I, I, you know, I think it says it right in that verse. God is telling Joshua, you know, come to me and I'm going to teach you all these yeah, things. Yeah. So and sustain you. Yes, definitely. Right. Okay. Let's keep go going on um, now to Joshua. I'm skipping ahead to Joshua chapter five, verse 12. Oh. No manna appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land and it was never seen again. So from that time on the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. Okay. So they just had, conquered Jericho when the, that right after that this mm -hmm. was written mm -hmm. so um the point here is moving on from the gift of convenience so the question what helps you transition from working harder harder when many of your conveniences are gone wow so they weren't getting that food anymore that free food yes that free food you know i like to say no free lunches but they had free lunches yes <laughs> 40 years, 40 years. You, know, you know personally um and i like uh, the, the this verse and as you said they were receiving systematically free food mm -hmm. they didn't really work for it 
Now they discovered where they were, they start eating, and then manna was gone. And one thing that I think is happening at the same time, the food that they were receiving, that they were eating where they were, they would have to stop working now because it was not going to be there and then they do nothing. And then, you know, they would go and eat all the mangoes on the mango tree and then they would have to plant new mango trees. You know, <laughs> they would have to do some work. Mm -hmm. So, and this is where I'm thinking about convenience and thinking about our experience, as you mentioned early on, Dexter, um, we were living in Haiti. We were young professionals. I was, as you said, a banker. Gertrude was a, an auditor at, at, a, at a big, four big four accounting firm. So, um, well, things were not as bad as they are now in Haiti. So we were living, it was some sort of convenience. You know, we had good job, good life. We were very much involved at church. So we, and to take the, to make the difficult decision to say, okay, we are going to leave everything and we are moving to the US with conscience number one. Yeah, we, we will stop speaking a lot of French and a lot of Creole. Now we need to address in a new community, a new country with a different language, you know, and what we're going to do. We are in the financial industry, we have to work, you know? So it was big decision from our convenience where we were, we had to turn our eyes up to heaven and say, God, you really need to take our hands, walk us through this new experience and help us have the confidence and the faith that you are guiding us and you will open doors. And eventually God opened doors. If I can add something quickly. I remember when Fred was still in Haiti, I was here. I mean, the two kids were born in New York because I had my legal paper to meet, to meet here. And I did not know what to do. You know, when you're in a decision, you don't know what to do, that was me. Because I love that man. I did, I did not want him to stay in Haiti alone and for me to, to be here. I did not know you have to, if I have to go back or stay here. And I asked God, I said, Father, if you are with me in that decision to stay in the US, help me to find a job in my field. I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, I'm not in the medical field, I am an accountant. Because God helped me, <laughs> he helped me. And I found a job in my field. And later on, friends come. What I would say, whatever, problems, whatever things that we are going through, we have a father. Yes. And with all my experiences, I cannot count. I can truly say there is a God, but Amen. we still need to work hard. We still need, we cannot just sit and, and think that he will do everything. We still need to work hard. Work hard. He's yes. behind us, he's before us, he's with us, and he will show us the way. Amen. Amen. Why, why both of you guys working in money? Was that intentional? <laughs> well, well no. was, does Fred make the money and then you audit him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how you all do it? <laughs> no, no, you know, it, was, it happened that we went to the same school and, well, same business school. And then 
Oh, <laughs> is that where you guys met? Um, we knew each other um, before from um, 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 another friend, but okay. we didn't meet Willie. We met Willie while we were in college. Business school. You, you know, I, I was talking to Gertrude earlier and I was telling her, um, you know, how come you're so own way? Because her, her two, what, six, six, um, five sisters, right? And two, two are physicians, the other three or four are nurses, and she, the cheese stands alone. She's the accountant. I guess she wants to count all of their money. You know? <laughs> so, so sometimes you know, sometimes make fun of me too. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, my, my take on this is, and I love how you guys succinctly summarized it. Um, count your blessings when you have conveniences. It's not going to last forever. You know, it's not going to last forever. But, but while you have the conveniences, build up your strength by teaching yourself to work hard. Don't let the conveniences allow you to relax on your laurels, but let the conveniences be a launching pad to give you um, grit for the grind and the grunt work that all of us would have to go through if we want to possess God's promises. Okay, good. Let's keep going now. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 10, reading verse 9 to 13. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgah and took the Amorite armies by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic and the Israelites slaughtered a great, a great surprise. Oh, sorry. And the Lord slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. And then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road to Beth Horon, killing them all along the way to Azekai and Magadai. As the Amorites retreated down the road from Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstone from heaven that continued until they reached Azekai. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is um, So the the um sorry it keeps going to verse 13 is this event not recorded in the book of jashar the sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set as on a normal day mm. wow <laughs> in a prayer to have the to have the um, nature you know stand still that's and, and you know wow. it's scientifically speaking mm -hmm. is the earth Oh, right. The earth stopped yeah. spinning yeah. for an entire day because this wow. one warrior decided to pray. And, and as the point I made at the outset, Joshua fought as if everything was up to him. Mm. You, the, the way he was fighting, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know that God had already given this to him. And, and I think, and I think um, Trudy, you, you, you kind of said it best um, to try to, to, this is what I got from what you said earlier. I think it's our concept of who God is and what blessings are. God is not a, God is not a vending machine. You know, where you, where you pop in your, your pop, you pop in your coins of prayer and things just magically appear. Sometimes you ask God for um, a chair and he might just give you a seed where you have to plant it 
and then it becomes a tree and then you have to take the tree and make and make wood and then create your own chair so a, a lot of times yeah. god gifts comes with a lot of effort but it doesn't make it any less precious and valuable oh, sorry your question okay so here's the point we're getting from that it takes uncommon effort for uncommon victories so what helps you move to another level in the intensity of your efforts wow wow this is a big one it is a big one it's, well, and again go ahead please it's all about the reward you know and the expectation of what god will do and and again, this is what we were, you just mentioned, Dexter. You know, if I know that God promised and I claim that promise, now I'm going to keep my communication with God and keep pushing for what I'm expecting. Now, it's all about the quality of the communication now. That does not mean we are going to do all sorts of craziness. No. Right, right, right. It's not about doing craziness, but it's about also because of the quality of the communication, you can make bold decisions that people may take a crazy decision. But it's all the, the, the result of the communication. And this is where key becomes, uh, faith becomes key it's like you are sitting, uh, you are with one seat and then you are excited to see what's going to happen. And you know somehow what's going to happen. You are in communication. And in my personal work with God, uh, I know that whenever I can stay connected and stick to, to this assurance that my God who promise, who have done it in the past, will do it again, I will see the result. Whenever I doubt, I try to take on it on my back to do it my own way. Uh, 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 because going back to the story in the Bible, Joshua didn't do that, stop the son just because he wanted to boast and to show that he can do great things. Right. So that was the result of a communication that inspiring to say, this is the way to go. This is the bold action to take in this specific uh, time. And then people will take you crazy, but you did it and it worked. And now everybody is are saying, whoa, there is someone up there. But, but, but look at this too. And, and that's a really nice thing you said because he, he didn't pray to stop the sun, like you said, to boast. Nor did he pray to stop the son um, for his own gains. He, he wanted to finish off this battle. Sure. He's like, Lord, sure. I, I don't want to come back tomorrow to do this. Sure. You know, I, I don't, break, don't break my momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, this, is, this is God's work. So he's praying for God to help him do his work. And, and, I, think, and I think you talk about uncommon, um, what was the statement you read? Uncommon... uncommon. Effort, effort. For, for uncommon victories. Yeah. It, 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 sometimes, man, your, your greatest breakthroughs are, are within your greatest efforts and perseverance, you know, and God takes that. God takes your, your sweat and your toil, and he does amazing things through it. 
this was, listen. Um, I was um, to add something quickly to say please. for me, for me, I count count my blessing. If I tell you that I have multiple journals, because whenever something could happen to me, I pray about it, I will go back and journal it. Because when things are rough, I go, I go back on my blessing, on my previous miracles, and I, and I pray, I said, Lord, you did that for me before. You can do it again. And I have multiple things, multiple miracles that I have them written somewhere. So I always go back on it. Because sometimes I pray about something and God does not answer. But because I know that he did so many things for me in the past, I know he can do it again. And if he does not do it, I still believe there is a reason. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this is rich, this is rich. So folks, listen, this has been good. This has been rich. Y'all make the, bush, the book of Joshua come to life. A any final thoughts from your you know, your experience engaging this theme in the book of Joshua. Any, anyone has a final thought before I introduce the next book and our next episode? All right, no final thoughts. So again, um, uh, mm -hmm. sorry. We, uh, yes, um, well, the final thought, uh, I would say that our experience um, by deciding to leave where we were and coming, moving to the US, and our experience with God in the US is a, 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 if we had to explain the story, what we went through and the security situation we went through, how God protected us and bringing us here and opened doors for us here, it says to us that God is real and God promises all of them they are real. And we have, and I like that verse again, Joshua 1, 8, you know, you are in charge, but guess what? Go back to the book and see through the book, through the knowledge of God. Going back to the book for me is to go and to learn more about your God. And you will see what God can do for you. And you will see what, what are the promise of God. And you will see how God can carry you. And as far as we are concerned, this has been our experience. May it be professionally, or we have been able to uh, um, return to the uh, um, marketplace and work as professional here. And then with our kids growing up, our experience with our kids and the blessing of the village, our church family, we would spend a lot of time to, to go through that experience. But I, I, you know, and one of the things I, I, I realize just hearing you talk and hearing the passion with which both of you speak, it must have taken uncommon courage because God has, I mean, God has blessed you. He set you up really nice. Um, you all have, you all have got, he's blessed you with a lot of success. You're pretty impactful at what you do at church. You've, you've never left that foundation. Um, and then finding ways to go back and give, you know, finding way to go back and give. I, I praise God for how he has used you guys. Uh, you, you, you make me glorify his name for how he has touched and impacted lives through your courage. And trust me, your courage, it doesn't go unnoticed. Somebody, somebody observed and somebody said, you see that Gertrude? You see that Fred? <laughs> they make God look real powerful. So Amen. thank you so much. Our, our next episode is going to be season, um, episode seven. 
and we are doing the book of Ruth. That's going to be fun. I want you to read ahead, read ahead in the book of Ruth. And here's the theme. The theme is handling losses, preparing for new beginnings. We have, we have two, two very entertaining folks coming to share. I don't want to say anymore. I want to keep it a secret. So the book of Ruth, handling losses, preparing for new beginnings. Read the book asking yourself, what is it teaching us about handling losses? And how does it prepare us for encountering new beginnings? Okay, thank you again, Gertrude and Fred. This has been a gift to hear you share with us and to talk and discuss. Thank you for joining us. And we want to thank all of our guests, also our viewers who have been watching. And we want to invite you again to come join us next week at 7.30 on our YouTube channel, Plantation SDA TV. And um, please share with your friends. Um, we want to continue to share the good news of God and what he's doing in our lives and what we can learn from his word. To close, we would, um, I'm going to invite um, Gertrude, if you could pray Amen. for us to close, please. Amen. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to speak about you. You, you are so good. We thank you, Father. I thank you for Dexter, Pastor Dexter and Elizabeth, that is teaching, Father, helping others to get to know you better. Bless the night. Bless the listeners, Father, and help us to grow, to grow with you, to grow with you and know you better. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.